Welcome to episode number 76 of the Church Collective Podcast. This is a really, really cool one. I had the opportunity to spend about an hour talking with Paul Balash about almost everything. He's got a new Christmas project, but we talked about uh, just the heart behind worship in making this Christmas project. We talked about advice for young worship leaders, old worship leaders. So it's really going to hit you and your team. Just want to encourage you to spread this on to everybody in your team um, just to learn some stuff. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 76. Okay, why don't we start? I've been like loving your Periscope guitar teaching series, I guess, that you're kind of kicking off here. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, well, again, I'm, I'm an old dog learning new tricks. So, you know, Periscope is a new, it's a whole new thing, right? And right. so everybody tells me, hey, you should get on Periscope. But I don't want to just Periscope like what I'm having for lunch and, you know, hey, <laughs> What's up? I'm walking my dog. You know, I know maybe that's cool. Some folks, but I guess in my brain, it's like, um, is there anything I can offer? You know, and so to me, you know, years ago when I started with my VHS, like how to play guitar. Right. Some people still have that sort of a VHS, the guy in the clouds. I designed the cover myself. I was so proud of it. Now it's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> the man with the mullet flying in the clouds, contemporary <laughs> praise and worship guitar. Um I don't know what I was doing, but the, <laughs> the the intent was a lot like what what you guys do is just trying to hey maybe this will help somebody you know Phil Kagi should really be doing this or sure. <laughs> somebody way better than me but it's like I'll here's some here's my two cents and bottom line is I guess using Periscope just seems like a, a potential tool to yeah. to just touch base with people and hey here's some things so I thought I'll just start with music music theory for guitar you know and right. um, that may just evolve. Yeah, that's cool. We'll make sure to put a link to it in the show notes for this episode just so people can catch on. I know I've just been enjoying A lot of our guys have been like enjoying every time you hop on there. Like, that's awesome. Oh, um, maybe maybe speak a little bit like, I mean, obviously you come on there and, you, and you're going right into theory. What What's the value in knowing at least some theory? Like speaking, especially for like a worship guitarist, like what, what's the value in actually getting your head around what you're doing rather than just playing wow. sh- shapes and stuff? It's It's learning... It's learning a whole new language. It's like only knowing a few words in French versus being able to be con- conversational and fluent. Hmm. And, you know, a lot of guitarists, a lot of us just sort of grew up learning, you know, listening to music and, oh, that's a G chord, that's a D chord, but there's no sort of context. So I just think learning the number system and without having to go to a four year music academy, you know, it's like, look, yeah. man, music theory, bottom line, you know, so just, just getting people to even hear. A little bit out of tune here. <laughs> so you're tuned. That's like a like a D. You're down a whole step there, or is that down to a C? It's actually an an, an open C. There Very go. good. Right. You must have perfect tuning, bro. Well, I tried D first. I'm like, wow, ah, that's even lower than that. But that's yeah, that's nice. That's nice body. <laughs> it, would, it would be like a uh, like open D, but but for some reason I went down to C. So just hearing scales, bottom line, and we won't do a whole lesson here, but like one, there's one. La, 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 la. No matter what key you're in, one just feels like uh, I could just stay here all day. Mm, doesn't really want to go anywhere. It's just home. It feels like home. We're just sitting in our big, fat, lazy boy chair with a, a remote in our hand, and we're just nowhere to go. But a good song, a good story, a good movie, like, goes on a journey. So we go one, then we kind of like two, take a little walk around the block. Now we're at four chord and then the five. 
And five usually wants to go back to the one. At least to our Western ears. Right. So one, two, three, four, five. Five usually wants to go back to one. But sometimes, as you know very well, Ryan, we go one, two, three, four, five. And like there's tension there and it wants to be resolved to go to the one. But instead, you substitute a six minor. We go to the six minor. Oh, to the four chord, to the five, to the six minor, to the four, to the five, finally one. <laughs> one cool. just is like, ah. Right. So my first step is just getting folks to even hear that. Because once you start hearing it, you can't not hear it. Right. Listening to the radio, you're going, oh, I have friends of mine that aren't even musicians. And they're like is that a four chord like like yes way to go yeah is that a five uh-huh you know and then eventually then you kind of hear flat sevens so you're in one then flat seven walking down to the five to the one you know so anyway yeah that's <laughs> cool i think it's it affects the way you uh, improvise you know, if you're if you're a lead worshiper, even if you're you lead not even with an instrument, for you to understand as a vocalist, like let's say after song three or four, you just have this sense in your spirit, like we should just hang here for a minute. Hmm. So you could just like flash, you know, one like that to the band, and just stay there, and then after a little bit, maybe just to a four, and the band goes to that four, and you just kind of linger a little bit. So that's one advantage. Songwriting, it's an advantage because you can already hear. You know, you can almost uh, write a song on an airplane without an instrument because you can kind of, if you have a melodic idea, you can think, oh, yeah, like six minor would be brooding and then the five would be tension. Mm -hmm. And then the pre-chorus would go back to the six and then the five. And then finally the chorus will come back to that one and it'll feel like shout to the Lord, (laughs) you know, just like such resolution and and, um, powerful, Yeah, you know. Yeah. So sure. blah blah blah. Right. So so practically, like I, I guess almost like it is just as simple as just playing the first chord, the second chord, the third chord, the fourth chord, and just kind of getting used to what that looks like. So guys can sit down and do that any key basically, and just plunk any their way key. up there. Yeah, and really any think key. that if through. I, if I change, if I put a capo on, or I've changed keys, as you know, a one chord will still feel like a one. Once, right. once you establish one, like in your in your. Uh, feeling center yeah. your emotions as the hearer you go okay that's one and then a four will always feel like a four and then a four minor is like always going to be like a beetley like so that you got one then a four and then here's you know what i mean so right. once you hear that chord it's so like i yeah. say beetley because they they used it a lot and right. you have to be when you're writing in worship because it draws so much attention to itself right so that's another reason to understand some of the theory of numbers because you go um that could be distracting instead of you know yeah. help so yeah, i love that that's like my favorite cadence for all this <laughs> so much right, fun right, yeah right um maybe talk a little bit like do you lead much with your guitar in open tuning like that because i mean it just sounds fantastic like even though you're just walking up chords like is that something you typically do do you is it just kind of if you're by yourself you feel a little more inspired to be down that low and 
Um, well, let's see. Let, let me go up to like. Uh, I'm, I'm now I'm in D flat. So what I like to do, and let's say it's a Wednesday night or it's a Bible study or just Wednesday night, smaller group setting, just me and a guitar. Oftentimes, if I'm like, hey, Paul, we just need like 12, 15 minutes max worship, you and a guitar. Oftentimes, I will just do an open tuning because the chords are very simple. So, um, you know, first, Lord Jesus, as he ruled around. Oh, nature, oh, that, I don't know, I'm just off yeah, the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. So many songs it would be, and again, I never played in D flat, so it's kind of a, <laughs> my point is, it's like a great way to um, just kind of stay in this key center for like three songs, and yeah. just, it creates sort of an atmosphere, especially in a Bible study, and you get a lot of these extra, um, colors like without really doing a lot of uh you know there's no bar chords you're just all these extra this is just an open d this would be the simplest yeah so um i'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you it's all about you jesus sorry lord for this thing i've made and it's all about you. That's yeah, nice. Like, amen. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've I've had the honor of like being led in worship by you, and one of the things that's always struck me is like your ability to, like you said, just stick in a key and essentially just pull from all kinds of choruses and you know singing scripture and maybe speak a little bit on how you set yourself up to do that because it's just it's so seamless in a worship service. And I think we're all looking for ways to make our services not feel like we're just going song to song to song to song where's the jukebox right (laughs) or so like g9 d7 right (laughs) i wonder if that's even like a dated do kids even know what that is anymore i don't know they're probably like a i don't know (laughs) that's that's almost like saying uh a phone booth (laughs) like what is that right um all right good question yeah i do i'm cognizant of the key is very intentional of um in a nutshell i would just take let's say the top 30 40 songs that you and your church are sort of they're they're sort of in rotation right now go through the melody of each song and make sure the highest note isn't much higher than a d Mm -hmm. um just because you know so then you're starting to get out of the congregational range and again if our if our role is to help others worship which is how I would define our chief responsibility as as lead worshipers. Is we're simply we're not there to impress, and we're not there to try to be the coolest band in our in our city. We're just there to help others worship, mm. and really we're helping others who are essentially non musical, non musician people. We're we're helping truck drivers, stay home moms, you know, teachers, uh, blah blah. You know, we're there to serve. Yeah. and help others worship. So one of the ways we can do that is make sure that the key of the song is not much higher than a D. You know, that's almost the top of the range, unless you're in a stadium and, you know, and people are shouting out, you know, that's <laughs> different. Right. Most folks that may be tuning in, it's, you know, your Wednesday night or Sunday morning, 200 people, et cetera. It's the 830 service. So, you know, put things in keys because we want participation. 
So yeah. Um, so that's one thing to do. And then the next step would be um, you can you, you have a little margin as you you can as you make your list of these songs in rotation. You go actually the highest I can do this song would be probably D. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Or um, a, a good example is uh, uh, like Lincoln when we we did uh, today is the day, mm-hmm. and it's like I I recorded it in C because today is the day you have made. It just kind of it just you can get too high unless you're Israel Houghton and you're at Lakewood mm-hmm. Church with sure. you know twenty thousand people. But I think for most of us, just pick keys that, um, so let's see, let's see, this would be D. So, um, for example, a quick medley, like some that come to mind would be, you know, uh, Oh God, you are my God. Even if some of them are a bit low for you, sacrifice your tenor range for the sake of the people. So you may be a high tenor, well, work on your baritone. So, Oh God, <laughs> or lean on your soprano. I always go, Psst. Hey, can you cover me on the verse? You know, yeah, yeah. If the verse is too low. I'm like, casting my cares aside. Yeah. Um, I'll say, casting my cares aside. So that by the time we hit the chorus, the, the day is the day. It's more in that congregational range. All right. So real quick, like for example, um, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and then into, Oh God, you are my God. I will ever praise you. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You could sing that for five minutes and then go into um, Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. So I will open up my heart. I could sing of your love forever or how he loves us. Oh, how he loves, oops, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. He is jealous for me. I mean, so just, and then you get a couple old hymns like Fairest Lord Jesus, or Be Thou My so i guess the challenge is memorizing some of these songs most are only two three four chords mm-hmm. no yeah so so i'll you know take a little bit of time and go i could actually do these songs in c that's on the low side i can actually do them in the key of d a little bit kind of right in that perfect range and then so let's see let me see if i can get away with doing some of these in e and then you go ahead and oh god you are my god I will ever praise you, so I, that's, that's easy, you know, so make a note that you can do those songs in C, D, E, even as high as F, maybe, you know, so, and that way, you know, here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, to me, that would be on the higher side of that, Yeah. so that's in key of F, but I could also do it in... E, B, maybe even C at a men's pancake breakfast. <laughs> Here you go, men's prayer breakfast. Here's a little inside tip for all you guys that if you, you're, hey, will you can you lead worship a couple songs this Saturday morning at eight thirty? All the men and mm-hmm. have pancakes, and so 
I mean, bring everything down, man. Lumberjack praise, really. <laughs> it's like, um, um, let's see. Um, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. That's key of C, man. Like, that's so low, yeah. and yet... Um, it again, works. Yeah. Serve the moment, man. Serve the moment. Always prayerfully forecast, like, who's going to be there? Mixed, um, denominate older folks. Maybe hymns would be more of a blessing. Okay, youth group. Maybe I'll do sort of like a young and free or young and free song or a hill song, and mm-hmm. then I'll throw in a hymn maybe, and then a... Yeah. Always, always minister to the moment. It's sort of a... That's huge. Who's yeah. going to be there, and how can I best serve the situation? Sure. Well, maybe, like, let's take that method, and let's talk a little bit about your new Christmas project coming out. I had the opportunity to listen to most of the, the album um, a couple of weeks ago, and, like, I really love the, like, the intentionality with which you take, like, a carol and one of your anthems and, and bring them together, and it, it's definitely different than just like doing it could you maybe speak to are you starting with say open the eyes of my heart and you're looking to the carol that you can put to it or are you just sitting down with a bunch of christmas music and seeing what comes out of it like maybe speak a little bit to the writing process for all that sure i feel like my answers are really long or is, is that okay <laughs> that's good yeah we got all the time you need <laughs> okay i'll try to shorten it a little bit that was fantastic yeah um seminar guy kicks in um uh, <laughs> Bottom line is, worship pastor, I mean, I, did, I had no intention of doing a Christmas album because, you know, frankly, I'm like, you know, I have a one and a half octave range. I don't have like a Tony Bennett or Michael Buble, Nat King Cole. Like, <laughs> you know, people would be like, when are you going to do a Christmas record? In my ma- mind, it was like, why? Like, right. however, you know, a few years ago, uh, as a worship pastor in my church for years, you know, every time Thanksgiving would come around, Okay, we take that big folder of Christmas carols out. Okay, here's the charts. Let's see, what are we going to do? And I just noticed over the years, you know, as much as we loved to sing the Christmas carols, there's a dynamic that was missing. There was sort of that first-person prayerful worship that we were accustomed to. Does that make sense? Um, Because we were singing, most carols are about the Lord or about God, you know. Heart the herald angels sing glory to... but. It's all. It's more uh, declaration and about the Lord. Um, Noel, Noel, born is the King of Israel. Very rarely do they really address the Lord. Hmm. So the trick over the years, I was always trying to figure out how do we come out of a. Um, Hark! The old angels sing glory to the newborn King. And then what could we go into? Like, what simple chorus, like, that's vertical or first person? Mm. So, um, man, there were several that we used to use. But last year, or the last couple of years, I've used uh, a chorus that I wrote with Jason Ingram, which was, like, say, Hark, hark, the old angels sing glory to the newborn king. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. It's actually more, you know, a tempo. Yeah. Um, also, another one we did last year at our church that actually is on the the new Christmas album. And why did I do two? Because when we did the first Christmas worship project, there was a lot of worship pastors that were like, hey, thank you. This this was helpful. Like, um, mm-hmm. helpful in taking an old carol and then putting it with a simple chorus that was first person. The other thing we did was take 
a couple familiar choruses and just replace the verses. Mm -hmm. Like, so your name, um, your name we did, um, you know, Jesus. Instead of Jesus in your name we pray, it was uh, uh, humbly to the earth you came, born into this world to save God with us. Emmanuel, now we adore your name. It's key of C. It should be B flat. That's cool. Your name is a strong and mighty tower. Like, it didn't feel like it was forced. I was right. trying to force it. Yeah, I got that vibe, too, when um, you guys did Emmanuel instead of Hosanna. And, like, the first thing is, like, our church sings Hosanna all the time. So they're going to just eat this up. It's almost like... You want to say sneaky, but like they already know the melody, and then they're singing, you know, a great Christmas anthem. So they could really appreciate the thought thoughtfulness that's gone into that. Cool. Yeah. cool. Well, I'm glad. Again, I wasn't trying. You know, it can feel like again self promoting, but it's like these are the things that I did at my church and made yeah. sense. You know, to do it like I did at my church. My folks know Hosanna, so all if we just change instead of going Hosanna, as you said, it's Emmanuel. Emmanuel, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. And then especially, uh, come have your way among us. We welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Which makes sense, like Christmas-wise, it's like, we welcome you, Lord Jesus. Right. You came from heaven to earth, like, welcome um, and then we mashed it with, to me, an underused Christmas hymn I think is amazing is um, Angels from the realms yeah. of glory Wing your flight o'er all the earth And it's like, come, come and worship Come and worship Worship Christ the newborn King So yeah. it's like you're, you're kind of declaring, sure. let's do this. And then, then you give people a chance to actually do it. You know, right. it's, one more, sorry, my favorite is yeah. how, how this turned out was because um, the All Sons and Daughters guys jumped on it. And I was really pleased with um, it's real mellow. It's a mellow of like joy to the world. The Lord is come. And eventually you get to repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Hear the joyful sound of our offering as your saints bow down. As your people sing, we will rise with you, lifted on your wings, and the world will see that our God saves. Our God saves. And we come out of that into you rule the world with truth and grace. So I was really pleased with how that may serve 
in a smaller church situation. Um, yeah, blah, no, that's blah, neat. Blah, so. Right, no, that's super cool. That's a long answer to a yeah. simple question, but no, that, that's fantastic. Maybe um, you know, I don't want to like don't eat up too much of your time, but like uh, if you're good, then I'd, I'd love to love to hear. Um, I mean, obviously, all this stuff is flowing out of what seems like a really vibrant personal worship time with God. Like you don't, you don't just hit the platform and do worship for an hour, week in, week out, and be able to like jump from all this music and, and, and move around. Could you maybe speak a little bit towards what that personal, you know, walk looks like for you? Yeah. Not a heavy question, yeah. but <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. I, I'm, I'm smiling because it's like, I'm a, a kind of a one string fiddle. Anybody that's been to one of our, workshops the lead worship workshop i'm i'm just a proponent of uh first chronicles chapter 16 so that's somebody write write that down if you're listening first chronicles mm-hmm. chapter 16 and you can kind of go check it out later but around verse 4 it describes what the chief what the role of the priest was so god sort of gave david this this paradigm of uh of a temple, the tent, etc., and an outer court, inner court, holy of holies, and the job of the Levites was to not go out before the people. It was to go into the holy place by themselves and minister to the Lord, depending upon your translation. But if you just read First Chronicles 16 all the way through, it's beautiful. It just describes this paradigm. And so I remember just be, as a beginning worship leader, just thinking, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I think out of fear of failure, I just sort of did a word search on everything place that worship was and and i love that phrase they ministered before the ark of the lord and then there's another translation says they ministered to the lord which fast forward to like the new testament you can you think of mary and martha and so many of us are wired like martha just to to do 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 and we got stuff to do and emails and set lists put together but it's like mary chose the better part jesus said Hmm. What does that look like? So, First Chronicles sixteen, about verse four, it says they they praised the Lord, they gave thanks, and they prayed petitions. So, over the years, it's been a practice of mine to go into the sanctuary in the during the week whenever I can. And, and there's weeks I've missed, so I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not I'm not kidding you. If I'm traveling and it's just life's crazy, but it's it's been one of those things that have has helped me. You can do it anywhere, but I find to be in that physical place mm-hmm. that you're going to lead this coming Sunday, perhaps. Um, but to be on, on the platform, I literally would turn on the PA system and have the microphone, and there's my guitar, or there's my keyboard, and and I would do what I described earlier, just singing familiar choruses, and I'd have the my Bible open to the Psalms, and maybe just recite some Psalms out loud, and maybe take one of the Psalms and and put a little melody to it and again i'm not singing to anyone it's just i think it's where the rubber meets the road like do you really believe in the invisible invisible immortal omniscient omnipotent god that you'll go into a room that's so that's quote empty Mm. but but you know it's not empty it's the presence of the lord is there and um to come into that place um, I've just found it helpful to just to spend time just singing familiar choruses, also praying some of these lyrics. Oftentimes, instead of praying, um, instead of singing some of these, I would just say, you know, Lord, when the music fades and all is stripped away and I just simply come, just longing to bring something that's of worth, something that will bless your heart. Lord, I want to bring you more than a song. 
that's not what you require. You search much deeper within. You're looking into my heart. So just help me, Lord. Help me to bring. Uh, help me to come back to a heart of worship. So as I'm reciting lyrics, they become sort of my prayer, and then prayer lyric, and then maybe I'll look look at a psalm and just say, um, um, "One thing I ask, one thing I desire." To behold the beauty of the Lord. I'm just making this up, you know. One thing I ask, Lord. One thing I seek to behold beauty of you, Lord. Because you are beautiful, so beautiful. I mean. Hmm. I was getting goosebumps. I'm yeah, that's good stuff. I'm just doing it, like right. impressive. I'm not trying to write a song. I'm just being. I'm pretending like no one's watching, no one's here, and I'm just. Those are kind of these little simple song ideas that just. And oftentimes, frankly, that becomes the beginning of a song. But don't do it to get a song. Right. Try to come like with clean hands and a pure heart, and say, Lord, I just want to come. I've got thirty minutes. I'm just coming before you, no agenda. Teach me how to just be with you. Teach me how to just sit next to you at a, on a park bench, if you will, like, yeah. like figuratively. Just you love someone. Just you, just you want to be with them, and so. Yeah. Hope I answered your question. I guess that's how. Then mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, when you come out, and there's people in those chairs, and the band's there, and you plug your guitar in, and you you lift up your head, and just in the quietness of your heart, there's almost this, uh, you know, like it's familiar, you know, and there's almost an authority that you can't make happen. It's, you can't buy it. You can't Google it. You can't, it's it's an authority that comes as we, you know, humble yourself for the Lord and he will lift you up or sort of, sort of a thing, you know, um, or I like that he, God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble, like humble yourself, during the week a few times or even once during the week try this just come into the sanctuary the lonely sanctuary at first it may seem like wow just sort of i don't quite get how to do this but mm-hmm. um i guess i'll just hello lord uh and then it's just accumulative you'll just find yourself over the next few weeks or months you won't know when it happens but you'll just sense like yeah i can't explain it but you'll sense like we call it like we we use words like anointing or God's favor or God's presence. You know, like what is that? But whatever you know, you you definitely will have a sense that ah, this feels right. Like I'm I'm used to being here and right. like good morning church. And then it just spills out. Like I don't tell everybody, hey, good morning church. I've been here fasting and seeking God this week. <laughs> right. And and frankly, even like I told you that I'm just give this away to your if anyone's viewing. This is my closet. I'm actually in my closet. So this is another place, you know, in the King James Version, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, When ye pray, go into your closet where only your father will see you in secret. Yeah. And I find um I just find that there's there's an intangible sure. exchange that over time and you're not bargaining with God. You're just saying, Lord, all I know is if if anything's going to happen in our fellowship, let it begin with me. Right. And teach me. 
I'm the best. I don't, you know, I'm just coming before you the best I know how. And, right. Uh, that's a strange, strange balance for a worship leader because, like, we say this, and you're like, I want my worship leading to be much more powerful. I want God to move in it. So it's almost like you could come with the wrong motive to come in there. That can you maybe speak towards how do we how do we humble ourselves? How do like how do we do this, knowing that it makes us a better worship leader, but also not going there just simply because it makes us a better worship leader? I think it's. I think we go in there knowing that we we have mixed motives hmm. that we are. And, and just acknowledging that and just yeah. say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm here because I heard some guys say that I should probably do this. It'll make me a better worship leader. <laughs> right. And that I might get a song idea out of it. And, you know, it's like, just be honest. Hmm. And I think that's part of working out our salvation in fear and trembling is how I give myself a grace pass is just, is just by... Um, just being completely honest and just even being aware, just being aware that I'm right now I'm at a 50, 50 mix. I am so full of myself, Lord. And I don't know how to change that other than here's, I'm taking a baby step Hmm. to just come into your presence without any people here. I'm not here to practice my vocals or my guitar with a metronome. That's for another time. Teach me how to just be with you. Teach me what it, when David said, you know, um, one thing I ask, oh, there's only one thing I seek, you know, is to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. Um, there's, there's a little bit of that in there. Um, hmm. I say, Lord, I want to get, I want to get to that place. I want to get from a 50, 50 mixture of motives to like, take me to a place where maybe there's only 10% of flesh right? and 90%, like, but that's going to take time. But I know that you love me and I know you're a safe place. I know that I can bring my pride and my cynicism before you and you're not freaked out by that. And, you know, so Lord, I just come before you and change my heart. Oh God. Yeah, that's good. Um, Psalm 51, pray that, you know, restore right spirit within me. You know, Psalm 51, that's a great prayer for us to pray constantly. Don't wait until you're in your, your deepest, darkest, ugliest sin to pray that like, let that be a, a familiar prayer, hmm. you know. Uh, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and restore a right spirit within me. Yeah. Cast me not away from your presence, but um, uh, restore. Um, take not thy Holy Spirit from him. <laughs> right. King James. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good stuff, yeah. Does that help? Does that make sense? Yeah, fantastic, yeah. Um, can kind of shift a little bit. Where do you think worship is going for for the young worship leader that's wanting to get in the church? Do you got any sense of, you know, what, what's going to, I guess, what what can set them up for success over, the, you know, a 20-year career, especially with all the, um, I mean, I talk to worship leaders all the time. So many of them get disenfranchised. So many of them are hopping churches, you know, pretty quickly. A lot of people are just stepping out of ministry. Um, you got any encouragement for somebody just getting into it? They're bright-eyed. They're excited uh, to do God's work. And oh. <laughs> Any advice for them? I want to give them a big hug, first of all. <laughs> I just want to, like, say, oh, bro, or, or, you know, my little brother, my little sister. Um, like, prepare your heart for disappointment. Mm. Prepare your heart for being misunderstood. Um, just just already count, factor those things in. Don't go in, you know, yes, go in wide-eyed. It's just this balance of trying to keep your heart childlike with a sense of wonder and part of what i was just describing can help with that as you lean into god personally and maybe 
bring a kindred spirit with you. If mm. what I was describing a few minutes ago, maybe you need another friend to join you who, you know, say, hey, man, you want to come just hang out at church for like an hour and we'll just read scripture and read some psalms out loud and maybe I'll do a few songs. And it's not really, there's no structure. But my point is, we have to just work, keep our hearts. We have to really just kind of pay attention to what's going on in us mm. and not so much about the things that are not happening in our church. It's so easy to resent the people we lead because they're not participating like we want them to or resent our deacon or elder or, or pastor because they don't quite get our vision. They don't understand. Mm. And I'm, you know, like I've heard that and I get it and I've walked through that, man. Yeah. I, totally feel it. So I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying, again, the scripture that has helped me over the years is working out your salvation in fear and trembling. Like all any opposition, anything that's coming, like don't be quick to defend yourself. Be quick to like go, hmm, huh, interesting. Okay. You know, like be willing to ponder critique. Mm. I'm, I'm so gr grateful that I was in a church for 20 some years and those early years where Man, I know I was even with my best efforts to create the, the perfect set list and then the perfect flow. And, you know, I'd start too fast or wrong key or I didn't modulate. Like, oh, crap. You know, oh, man, sorry. And yet I'm glad I was in an atmosphere where there was some grace mm. to fail. Some, so I pray that that those who are starting out are in a place that... Uh, so that's speaking to the younger ones, and then maybe some of the middle-aged folks, sure. or those a little bit more experienced, I speak to you and create, I challenge you to create a space of, of grace. Um, I just made that up. I like that. Let me write that down. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> space of grace. Um, an atmosphere where you intentionally identify some of those teenagers or those 20-somethings that you just sense, wow, they, instead of being insecure and going, hey, uh, they might steal my job. Mm. Hey, I want to keep leading worship. Don't don't be insecure. Just just recognize, yeah, there's insecurity because we'd like to keep. Think of the football analogy. Like maybe you'll be like a player coach. Mm. Like you'll still get to play, but you really should be transitioning in all of us into coach. Like bringing up, even if you're in your 20s, find that 16 year old, find yeah. that 18 year old, find that 21 year old, and give them an opportunity to co-lead. So maybe, you know, put training wheels on, on their experience. So like I say, okay, so this week I'll come out, I'll say good morning, and I'll lead that first song. And then you just go ahead and lead that second one. You just lead it out. I'll back up off the mic, and we'll be right there with you. Mm -hmm. And then go ahead and even, you know, let's say they've done it a few times. Go ahead and lead that third song. And then I'll come back in and sort of lead that last song and transition and just kind of watch how I bring that. And again, I, I think of like putting training wheels on their experience and letting them, whoa, okay. And then afterwards, we'll debrief. And it's like, okay, did you see I tried to sort of bring that time down? It just, we didn't choke, choke that last song, but we just let the band, let that last song breathe for about a minute. And then we transitioned into, you know, whatever the next thing is offering or. Yeah the handoff. So I just think we should always be in the training mode as we're learning. Then we, Timothy said that he said, Paul said to Timothy, that which has been entrusted to you turn and, and pass it on to other faithful men and women. So mm. paraphrasing, but that's huge. Hope that helps. Um, yeah. And 
Man, maybe to could you speak to like you said you're at the same church for 27 years. Maybe speak towards that longevity, and then also kind of focus in on how you knew God was moving you out of there. Because I, I think a lot of times worship leaders, especially, move before they should move, um, and, and they're looking for that next opportunity. Um, probably before God maybe is done with what they're doing at their church. Could you maybe speak to how God stirred in your heart on that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I think I went down initially. We went to work with YWAM, Last Days Ministries. Go ahead and Google that, those of you that are in your 20s. (laughs) But there was a guy named Keith Green, and he had just passed away. But Melody Green was still there. And Last Days Ministries and Youth with a Mission, YWAM. I was, you know, mid-20s, had played in rock bands in my high school years, raised Catholic, and then got born again when I was 19. And, and so so anyway, kind of went down with probably a lot of expectations. Definitely a lot of, that's why I was encouraging you, like, be prepared. You will be disillusioned. And that's a wonderful thing, eventually, hmm. because you have an illusion that it's going to be a certain way. And I went down there like it was going to be this way. And when I got there, I was mostly mowing lawns, giving guitar lessons, painting, uh, helping other ministry people. I went down thinking I was going to go down there. I mean, I was a guitar player. I'm going to like hook up with some bands and I'm going to I'm going to do this and that. And it was just like. I ended up just learning how to serve, and I did children's church a little bit, and youth group, and uh, what else? You need some help? Uh, just how can I serve kind of thing? And um, again, still trying to make a living, so like go doing guitar lessons with local. So then at then one point, the pastor asked me to kind of start leading a little bit, and that was, I was scared to death because I really wasn't a leader. I was more like a guitarist, and I was like, oh, you sure? Uh, you know, so... He gave me room to fail, room to make mistakes, and he just said, brother, just put a band together, just kind of see what the Lord does, you know. So, bottom line, little by little, it just felt more like home. We started having more kids, connected with a lot of the young couples there in our late 20s, early 30s, and it just felt like, man, uh, let's just, we just choose these people to do life with. Hmm. And ultimately, that's what church is like, community that's what we're looking for. We're looking for people to do life with. And, um, yeah, you know, in those years, there was like, ah, oh, a little bit of weird thing going on here. Maybe I had a pastor that wasn't like the best teacher, maybe. And maybe there was another deacon. It was kind of weird. Like, a lot of reasons where we could have said, man, this is just too hard. Let's just get out of here. Hmm. But I think we, we, when I looked out, I just saw the people that I was getting to know and that I really cared about and that cared for me and my family. And I was able to sort of look past some of the Sunday morning weirdness into the fact that, look, these are people that in general, their hearts are in the right place and, you know, they're not perfect and not everybody thinks like I do. And that's probably good for me. And Hmm. so I think um, over the years, my wife and I just felt like, you know, our neighborhood, our church, the school, this just works. And we went kind of through like a little bit of a church split at one point after about 10 years. And a lot of people went over there and people were like, aren't you guys going to go too? And, da, da, da. and we just felt like, I don't know. We just felt like keep our hand on the plow. Yeah. And not everybody is called to do that. So you may be watching this going, man, we went through something like that. And my wife, well, maybe you did the right thing. So I'm not saying it's for everyone, but sure. for us, we just felt like, no amount of money, no opportunity could replace what we felt like this is really working for us as a family, 
uh, it's healthy for our spirit. It was a smaller church. I was able to do some itinerant things because it wasn't a mega church. Mm. And then even I had offers from a couple mega churches, and I was like, whoa, you're kidding me. Like, salary was ridiculous. And a car allowance and health insurance? Like, because our church was basically a YWAM church, you know, yeah. pretty much um, missionary salary, if you will. <laughs> sure. Uh, but God provided, and that's what we chose to do. And we got to see kids, the the experience of seeing kids dedicated as babies and then watch them go through their youth group years and watch some of them make mistakes and be there almost like an aunt or an uncle, if mm. you will. Yeah. And I would say <coughs> that's a new... <coughs> For me, uh, wait, a little product placement. Sure, there you go. It's <laughs> a nice mug. Product placement moment. Uh, product placement alert. <laughs> Christmas grab, we'll yeah, put, we'll uh, put a link to that I'm, mug. I'm sorry, it's so long, bro. That's um, no, good, yeah. But I guess what I'm saying to tie it up is then to see some of those kids go off to college and and then see some of them married, some of them graduate college. And like, there's just some deep friendships and then okay fast forward to why did we leave this past year is because our three kids grew up went off to college um one's outside of philadelphia she got her master's uh she's married lives outside and then my other son went to nyu he lives in manhattan Mm. actually plays some with the brilliance and leads worship actually some with david gunger when david's gone and that's been pretty amazing awesome yeah us as parents to plug into um, sort of where we're plugged into right now, the where David Skunker cool. leads and yeah. uh, Trinity Grace Church, it's called in cool. Tribeca, New York. So anyway, and then our youngest daughter was between New York City and Paris. She's a French major. Hmm. So I guess we felt like after 26 years, man, in Texas and Plow and all these good friendships, but our kids were in the Northeast and. And this was like the fourth team I'd raised up over 20 some years that I felt like, you know what? I think it's time to like hand this off while things are at a good place. Things are strong. The church is thriving. It's healthy. This would be a good time for us to sort of hand the reins over. And it was just a beautiful departure. We left with their blessing and we had a chance to sort of just speak blessing to take a Sunday morning and just just thank people and thank certain couples and some of the older folks Mm. been faithful and poured into us when we were young and it was quite a an emotional beautiful time but felt good to leave you know in, in a healthy place and then yeah and i guess i wrap wrap this part up into one of the experiences i've had since i've been to new york besides you know when i'm not traveling i've been traveling a bunch this past summer but when i'm here and i just go into church and sit in the third row and hmm. i'm with my wife and I am just looking up at a screen at words and I'm hearing a band start to play and and I'm being led in worship. Yeah. And I just find myself being so moved and so I find it so helpful. Mm. And so it's reaffirmed and I want to speak this to every worship team person, every person that's a part of a worship team, even if you do lyrics you do a tech, you're back there at the soundboard, you are more important than you realize. Hmm. The lyric, maybe you do lyrics, you think, oh, you're behind the scenes. No, you're not. Man, if you are not, like, you are such a key. If you're, Your lyrics can make or break a Sunday morning. You know, just you yeah. doing what you do effectively 
and, and with excellence because you're providing that prayer, you're providing those words. And so I now I'm on this side for a season and I'm looking up at those words and the band is leading me and I'm finding it so powerful and so helpful. And I find it it's affirming as a worship. It affirms the last 26 years because I think for years we maybe as, as worship teams can discount what we do, we get so caught up in the do, 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 and the busyness of it all, we forget how powerful our prayerful preparation, our rehearsal, our our extra sound check on Sunday morning, and rehearsing some of those transitions one more time, the tops and tails, and right. and making sure the lyrics are just right in the proper order again, and making sure everybody can hear themselves, and that's, all right, we're good. All that leading up to, and for you, you may feel like, hey, we made it through five songs without a train wreck. Woo! Mm -hmm. Like, we succeeded, yes! We actually did that modulation without a train wreck. But I just want to remind you, I want to remind you how powerful all that preparation is. That All that preparation, all that seemingly just busy work, is potentially and i know it is it's it is impacting people's hearts hmm. from little kids little six-year-old kids next to their parents that they're they're forming their their dna memory of church and you're helping create an experience that's going into their soul to that teenager who's going through a rough time and you're the way you present the way you prepare is you're forming their theology, the songs you pick, the prayers in between songs, all that is the couple that's just hanging on by a thread, that the guy who's like cynical and burned out and he's like his wife's dragging him to church like and he's just like, This could be his last Sunday. He's just like, This is so lame. Hmm. And yet maybe there's one song and just because, you know, that extra preparation and time and rehearsal, there's just something that something just like moves him the potential that just moves him and he comes home from church and he's like wow babe i'm sorry i've been such a jerk and like the potential for you to impact couples families lives you know it just which affects your community which affects your so we get all excited you know and mad about things we see on the news or we feel like we can't do anything about what's going on in the world it's like yes you can the fact is, you and I, as local church people, have a chance to really impact people more than we realize, more yeah. than we realize. And again, so we prepare, it's the bread, it's the loaves of fish, it's the bread, it can feel like, well, this isn't enough, and you're right, it's not enough. So when we've done all that we can do, then right before that Sunday morning, we cry out to God together and we say, Lord, unless you come... And you take these loaves and fishes, unless you bless this and you break it and you multiply what we've prepared, it's, we know it's just, it's just noise. And hmm. We don't want to add to the noise, so Lord, we just cry out and pray, Lord, oh, give us hearts to serve this morning. Thank you for the privilege to do what we get to do. Thank you that we get to stand on a platform and to speak in your name, and we just humble ourselves and ask for your blessing. We ask for your anointing. We ask for your grace. And we just say, Lord, help us, help us serve well this morning as we put on our, you know, in our minds, we put on that, that washcloth and, our, and that bucket of water and we go out there to sort of metaphorically wash feet. Hmm. 
and to you know lord we just have this image not standing on a platform with lights and fog machines but we even if there is those things lord we we go out there right now and in our minds we we are walking out on our knees kneeling before the people that we get to serve what a privilege and lord just break our hearts as that song says break our hearts for what breaks yours Break our hearts for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. Show me how to love like you love me. So that's our prayer, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name. Ask us. We ask for your grace and your help. Hmm. Your Amen. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> we open that door and we walk out on the platform and put on our guitar and look at the congregation and go... Good morning, church. Hello, family. Let's all stand together. It's good to see everyone talking and laughing and one another. Let's stand as a family and let's prepare our hearts to sing our prayers to the Lord this morning. And and, um, yeah. and, that, and as the drummer starts. Lord, we lift up our hearts to you. I'm just picking it up. Right. So that's awesome. I didn't mean to go off into that. I felt like that was a God little Holy Spirit moment, honestly. That's I good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, man. Find that safe person. It might be outside of your church. Find. I've tried to be that safe guy to other worship leaders in my town, like the right. guy from Baptist or the guy from such and such Assembly of God. Sure. Say, look, man, you can vent all you want to me. <laughs> I'm just. You know, I'm not going to feed into the negativism, but you got to like get that off your chest. Right. Yeah. So we can do that for one another in our communities, you know, be an, initiate that. Yeah, that's a good call. Without yeah. getting, like I said, jaded or cynical or bitter Just say, man, I got to speak this out. I'm frustrated. Oh, I can't even believe this one elder like gave me such a hard time about blah, 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 you know. And <laughs> right. Instead of like holding that in, man, we got to find a few safe, safe yeah. places. Yeah, that's and, a, that's um, a good call. You know, yeah. Safe places in general, man. Even just, yeah. Oh, we haven't. You know, gosh, there's so many things we could talk about. <laughs> right. Like we haven't even talked about. I don't even the male female dynamic and sure, working right. team. We've seen so many good-hearted folks just crash and burn. You know, mm -hmm. have build some safeguards in now while you're in your rational mind. Yeah. That's for good. those moments when I don't know, you may get a singer or a bass player on your team, and there's a chemistry, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is freaking me out!" Like you need right. to have something to go to and go, uh, "Hey, just I need to just like acknowledge this before this gets. I want to keep this in the light between you and I and a couple other friends. I'm just, yeah. I mean, maybe this is freaking somebody out, but <laughs> somebody needs to hear this right now. Right. Maybe you're scared to go to your pastor or an elder because you think, "Oh gosh, if they knew that I even was thinking like." Yeah, yeah. Uh, they would maybe I'd get fired, you know, and I totally get that. And God understands that. God understands right now if you're in your late twenties or thirties and this is your income and yet you're you're struggling with spiritual issues and you know, sexual issues or financial things, like he gets all that. Mm. So just know that don't don't hide it, don't stuff it. Find somebody, find an older man in the church, find an older man at another church mm. and just say, Hey, can I can I can we grab a coffee sometime and I need a safe place to just let let my guard down. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough what I'm saying. That's a good encouragement. Yeah. Because we don't talk about it. We yeah. always 
like all that doesn't exist. Keep our walls up and show up and be be the guy, yeah. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode. Paul was so kind to offer us a free MP3. So if you're listening to this, head over to, uh, not head over to, email christmas at reply.si, and Paul will shoot back a uh, MP3 from the latest album. As always, head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us connect with more worship leaders over there. And if you're not plugged into the community of Church Collective, go ahead and hit the contact form over at thechurchcollective.com so we can connect with you and connect you with others. God bless you today.